Welcome. You're listening to Soli, a podcast driven by curiosity and spirituality with intuitive mediums Shayla and Peyton. Join us as we ask questions, create conversation, and share in an open and heart-centered way our personal experiences and mystical ponderings. If you're spiritually curious and want to be a part of the conversation, then this is the perfect space for you. This is Soli. All right. Hello, Soli listeners. Welcome to another episode. Shayla and I are here again, and we're really liking this energy of just setting and catching up and having just fun conversations. So we're going to do it again. How are you today, Shayla? I'm doing good. I was saying before we got on this call that I had pizza last night too late, like probably around like 11.30 p.m. And you know you're in your 30s when you wake up and you feel like absolute crap just from like having pizza. Today was just (laughs) so bad. I like felt so heavy. My stomach wasn't doing good. I had brain fog and I was like, oh, okay, I got to treat my body a little better. (laughs) That's where I'm at I totally know what that feels like. I have been there. And as I told you, I told Shayla that I went to have, I went to this Italian restaurant a couple weekends ago and I messaged my friend that I went with the next morning. And I said, is it possible to have a pasta hangover? I felt like I I got hit by a bus. (laughs) Like, oh my God, I still feel like it's hanging on. (laughs) Yeah. You'll never be the same, but not in like a positive way. No, they, I mean, the, people say things about what happens in your thirties and I'm approaching much closer to 40. So they say, they say these things happen and you always think, ah, whatever. No, they do. I mean, I sometimes wake up and I somehow hurt myself <laughs> while oh, sleeping and my lower back will be in pain or I feel like I slept in a pretzel shape somehow yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I literally just woke up. So it's, it's a real thing. <laughs> it's a very I real know, thing. So I feel like I have noticed I've had to really back down on working out. I think I spoke about that a couple episodes ago just because I was, I was getting a injured, not major injured, but I just need to listen to my body before I hurt myself to a point where I would never be able to or something, you know, or I wouldn't be able to work or anything. And then I got sick. So I wasn't able to really do anything. So since I have not been working out, I've noticed some of those things being a little worse. Like, you know, and maybe it's just because when you work out, your body just kind of processes food better. So that might be part of it. And then, you know, my body... I don't know. I'm like, which is worse to ache because you've used your body and you're working out or ache because you're not using your body and you slept. It's just, I I guess either way, either way, it's pain. (laughs) I know. And then you want to be like careful not to like get in that mindset of like, oh my God, I'm getting so old. But like, I think there has to be some acknowledgement of like, oh yeah, this is different. Like I have to make some tweaks and changes and intuitively listen to my body and I kind of had that happen to me too with like this hot yoga studio I was going to. And like, it was like good in some ways. I felt good in some ways and in other ways I didn't. Like there were times I just felt like I had like whiplash, which sounds awful. Like I just like my body hurt so bad. And then I had to kind of think like maybe yoga isn't for me. Like maybe there's something else that's (laughs) a little bit better for like my body. So I think we all have to just like listen to what's right for us, you know, because it may work for other people and stuff like that. But 
Yeah, we just need to listen to our body. So I'm trying to figure out what to do now because I paused my membership. I was like, I have to just kind of wait it out here. But again, I've talked about this before. Like I find dance to be a really good form of exercise for me. And then just like even just spiritually, I feel like it just really helps energetically and stuff and then stretches. But you know, sometimes you want to get out. Like I'm trying to get out and not be antisocial. So maybe I'll try to find a dance studio or something and connect with other people. But yeah. So, yeah, I know. I'm not sure about where you are, but we have, there's one that just opened and it's nothing new. I mean, I think there were like jazzercise yeah. workout places, you know, <laughs> back in the eighties and nineties. So it's nothing new, but uh, here locally where I'm at in Des Moines, Iowa, there is a new, it's a really nice, like small fitness studio and it's all, I think it's called Pulse Dance Club. Mm-hmm. And I have not been, but I've had a lot of clients that have been and they really love it. So is that something like, or, you know, is that the kind of dancing you would want to do for like fitness or how would you like, what does that look yeah, like for you? I've actually, that's like on my list. Me and my sisters want to go do, try that, like a pole dancing. And there's so many different kinds too. Like it's not yes, yes. like you're a stripper, like that kind of thing, but it's more like there's some really like interesting movements. Like you can kind of do like contemporary and like there's almost more like hip hop. Like there's just so like they're really integrating it in an interesting way. So yeah, definitely. And I said the club is called Pulse, not Paul, just in case you thought I said Paul dancing. It was Pulse Club. Pulse. Well, I want to go pole dancing. I'm like, I think you just outed yourself and said that. I was like, what oh, kind of dancing go... do you want to okay, do, Shayla? Okay, so Pulse, no. I well, don't want there's to do pole regular dancing. dancing. I want to do pole okay, dancing. Okay, okay. Okay, thank you. Okay, that, that answered the question better. And I oh, I didn't even think of, I guess, about? I was like, what's she talking about? Like, I mean, all excited. Those yes, have been around. I, 100% yeah, I know, yeah, dance. yes. Been waiting for you to ask. Those have been around too for a while. And I've, I've also had a lot of clients that do those. And yeah, it takes a lot of strength and a lot of coordination yeah, yeah, to do those. So those yeah, those are strength. a great form of workout. Yeah, maybe that's what I'll do. I've, do <laughs> God, that. can you imagine? And they have ones with like I, heels and stuff too, which is fun. Oh yeah. No, I, I can't just, I mean that... <laughs> I failed heels in gay school. I can't, I can't do them. I think I've tried, I tried them once and I just, I can't, you know, more power to everyone, men and women that wear heels. Cause that's, that's a whole nother world. However, my calves are probably my best feature just naturally. <laughs> and they did look phenomenal. I mean, that's not a lie. No one would say they that's didn't. Awesome. So <laughs> I wish I, I wish I enjoyed yoga. You would think that someone who's yeah, like so it's like the spiritual thing to do A hundred percent. And I can't stand it. I, yeah. I just, I don't know. It's, I, I wish, cause I know it is so good, especially like, so the, the issues I'm having are like with my sciatic nerve and like mm-hmm. a lot of it's yeah. from not stretching and the type of workouts I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. So it would be the solution <laughs> to yeah. a lot of that but i just can't i can't get into it i don't know why the Have you first ever tried hot yoga so okay so the okay so <laughs> when i moved to des moines i worked for this company called lifetime athletic they're all over the country and they're these very nice very high scale fitness centers and so they had a salon and they all have like not all of them but depending on the level of club they have they had salons and spas in them so i that's where i when i moved here i went there and it was great it was like for three and a half years anyway 
So they have obviously a yoga studio upstairs. And one of the girls I worked with in the spa, she talked me into doing it. And I was like, okay, perfect. We'll go do it. It was hot yoga. So we walk into the studio and there's only two spots left. Like this room is packed. Like these, these fitness places are mm-hmm. just like crazy. So we go in, we're doing it. I don't know when I realized it, but I looked up and the reason those two spots were open were because they were directly under the heater that was pumping the hot air (laughs) into the room. I was so wet when I walked (laughs) out of there. (laughs) It looked ridiculous. Like I, I looked like I jumped out of a pool, like drenched (laughs) and it's your sweat. So I'm just, I was just like, had never felt so wet in my life. And then you walk out into this huge open fitness space (laughs) where all the equipment and stuff is, and it's ice cold then because they're pumping air, you know, obviously in there. So yeah, that was my first experience with yoga. (laughs) And I don't know, it just was kind (laughs) of. Yeah, it was kind of downhill from there. I have a client that owns his own fitness studio where he just does uh, yoga and he does a type of yoga called Ashtanga. And so any of my yoga people out there, if I butcher like any descriptions of any of this, don't hold it against me. But it's supposed to be a little more traditional in the mindset of yoga. Not so, you know, yoga has become so popular all over the world. This is supposed to to be a little bit closer to the mindset of like traditional from what I understand. And I did like it. So you go in and you do the same movements pretty much every class or that's how he teaches it. And so your, your journey through this is to get better and better and better at those movements, those specific movements and get stronger. And I did like that. It, it felt, I don't know. I like the fact that I then could kind of expect what to do and I knew what to do, yeah. but I don't know what kind of, what kind of yoga do you do? I've tried a lot done? of different. Yeah, no, I've tried a lot of different ones over the years. My favorite ones are what I call nap class. Are you going to a meditation? So I don't know if you can really count that, but there are some cool ones. Yeah, there are some cool ones where you do kind of more of like a meditation type situation. You're like wrapped in blankets. I like that, but that's not exercise. So beyond that, (laughs) I've done like um, more hot yoga. And like you're saying, there's one studio I went to that was, they kind of had their own set movements that they did every week kind of thing. They've since expanded, but like that was kind of nice in a way where you're like, you're kind of working on something and your body gets more used to it. So I did appreciate that in that way. And then I've been going to this one studio close to my home here and they have a mix of hot and regular classes, which is kind of nice and meditative stuff. I just think like, I don't know what it is. I think it's more so like the downward dog that gets me sometimes. Like there's certain positions that I just get really dizzy with and then it just doesn't Mm. feel good for me. So I think like depending on your body and your sensitivity and things like that. Yeah. But I will say like, my first experience with hot yoga was, oh my gosh, probably like 15 years ago. And I went with my cousin to the studio and it was the weirdest experience. I I later found out that it was like Bikram yoga, which is basically like a well-known now cult kind of yoga studio or cult kind of thing. And so the guy- I didn't know those existed. Yeah, no, I mean, like, honestly, you have to be careful (laughs) with yoga a lot of times. Really? Because- yeah, there's a lot of yoga like subsects that are like basically known as high control groups or cults kind of things. So you have to kind of be careful where you go and stuff. But this particular one, interesting. the guy who started it with the last name Bikram, I can't remember his first name. He was accused of like essay and stuff like that and, you know, different assault 
allegations and things like that. Probably money laundering. I'm pretty sure there's so many different documentaries I've seen. Oh, I'm sure. Like similar stuff. I can't quite remember the details. So a lot of the studios ended up changing their names and not associating with him anymore over the last like five years, I would say, maybe even more. But yeah, the first time I went, the studio atmosphere was so strange. I remember there just being like a lot of plastic and then heaters and it just kind of felt weird and it just had like a weird smell to it. I was like, okay, like I've heard so so many things about this that are like positive, like people get really into it, right? And so I go in with my cousin and it was like the most intense yoga session I've ever had workout. And I was super fit at that time, mind you, like I was dancing 15 hours a week at that point. I was very strong, very nimble, very flexible, all of that stuff. And the heat in that room was insane. Like it was like to the point where like you could pass out kind of situation. And the way that they pushed people, it wasn't like, and just listen to your body. Like most yoga places will be like, listen to your body. This isn't a competition. No, this was like a competition. Don't listen to your body. You push it harder. Right. And so like the positions and the amount of time that they got you to hold it, like you're just pretzeling and doing these crazy things. And I could do it at the time, but holding it in heat for that long yeah i could not function for two weeks after that and me and my cousin both went out she's a dancer too and we were like out of it like glazed looks on our face we had like massive (laughs) headaches and it went back i think one more time after that i don't know why i wanted to torture myself (laughs) (laughs) god so we went back (laughs) but (laughs) yeah like i found out that that's like something that they're known for is really pushing people and not listening to your body and just kind of like, and the whole thing was like, you know, the guy would stand at the front of the room, like the main teacher that created the Bikram yoga, like he'd had like big sessions and stuff and he would just yell at people and like, you would get into this mindset of wanting to impress him. And then it became this whole thing, which is where the cult aspect of it came in. And I think a lot of the studios kind of like replicated that mindset with like their teachers of more being like, the teacher is a higher up person and you need to listen to your teacher and they know better and all that stuff. So that was my wow. little like dabble into the cult world. I don't know. <laughs> but like I didn't know at the time. And like, yoga. Know you checked yoga. two boxes. You checked two boxes in one instance. That's great. Get them yeah. done. <laughs> but yeah, it was it wasn't the greatest experience. And so I was a little weary after that to go to any yoga. And then I found a studio that wasn't crazy and was like, no, listen to your body. So that was appreciated. So always, I don't care what type of workout you're doing. If you're 30 plus, <laughs> listen to your body. Because <laughs> if you don't, if you don't listen to it, it only starts speaking louder. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, listen to your body too, in general, like even when I look back at my dancing life, when I was younger, some of the things that the teacher pushed on us, it's like, that's not good. Like, I'm sure to this day, I still have some like, knee issues and things like that based on them not really understanding how the body works and that you shouldn't push it that far so always good to listen to yourself and tell your kids to listen to their bodies if they're saying no their body's saying no you know give them the courage to say no to their teacher or authoritative figure and all that so yes I've got to get back. It's funny because I mean, in our conversation just now and like in other conversations, working out and fitness keeps coming up in one form or another. So I feel like these are how I'm clear audiently being reminded by spirit. Don't, you know, take care of yourself. Make <laughs> yeah. sure to get back doing something. You had a nice little break now, you know, it's yeah. time to keep, get back up. <laughs> yeah, time to find something so that, that you works do. For you. So as you do approach these, you know, older ages, and you as you do continue on, 
you have a little bit of easier time, hopefully, when we get there, because, you know, that's that's kind of part of the reason I do it is, I mean, I, I it makes me feel good. It's great for my mental health, but like I want to be able to still like get around and do things when I'm, you know, when I get right. older and older. So and our circulation and our body, like we hold so much energy in it that it's like we need that movement somehow or another rate. Right? Yeah. So it's just finding what feels good for us individually, basically. I'm glad you just said that because it reminded me I'm taking a little bit of a left turn. I was scrolling through Netflix and there was a documentary, a TV show, something, and it was about blue zones. Are you familiar with what those are? No, I'm not. Okay. So there's these areas in the world where people tend to live to be over a hundred. Okay. Okay. And so they call them blue zones. Yeah. Yeah. And I've watched, I have watched a special of something on it, but this was, I don't know if this was new or the same one or something. I don't remember. But in the little preview that it showed on Netflix, I was just listening to it as I was continuing to scroll. And he was talking about, because you hear people, a lot of them are in the Mediterranean, and especially my favorite place, Greece, and which I think might be another sign to move there. And... Oh, <laughs> somehow. And they were, t- you know, you hear people talk about, oh, the Mediterranean diet, the Greek diet. That's the best. That's why people live long. It's about the food. It's the 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 olive oil and the and the seafood and da 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 the fresh. Well, this was talking about it's not just the food. It's that like culturally, especially in Greece, you know, they gather usually as a family, either you know. Mm-hmm weekly or however that looks. And at these gatherings, they're usually around a lot of people, which is just good for mental health. And they're laughing and how important actually the physical act of laughter is physically beneficial to your organs and stuff. And then they, you know, it's very cultural to get up and everyone dance, you know, there's like the traditional Mm -hmm. Greek dance where they all like hold hands and go in a circle and, you know, they just, they celebrate. And they were like that physical activity of just dancing is like equivalent to, you know, however many days at the, however many workouts or whatever, because they do it all night long and they just keep celebrating. So It, it just so it was just cool to kind of expand on that idea that it's just the the Mediterranean diet that's so beneficial. Yeah. You know, it actually is more. But again, it was to your point that like movement is so important, so important mm-hmm. to our just our well being in every aspect. That's why I think it's so important to look at our lives from like a holistic standpoint because it's usually not just one specific thing. It's all these different areas in our life that come together. And, you know, need to work in like a synchronistic way. So that's really kind of like a cool point that you're showing with the blue zones and how it's not just the one thing. So, yeah. Right. Right. It's a blend. Okay. Well, we had kind of chatted that we wanted to talk about a fun topic that you and I have kind of shared a little bit. And we've always, you have always wanted to bring this up on the show. And then we decided to, today was going to be the day. So let's get into a little bit of woo woo. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So I've noticed for myself and just observing other people that there are certain like public figures or even celebrities that have passed away that people tend to really gravitate towards almost to like a spirit guide level. And so I've had a lot of time to kind of think about why that is. And I think one of the perceptions when people say like, oh, I'm really connected to this person or whatever. Or someone, I'm going to use Elvis as an example, just randomly because. I'm just going to say Elvis. I was just <laughs> thinking about Elvis. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's I was like, like so who am I going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, because I just watched that movie, so I was like, I'm going to talk about Elvis. Okay, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, like him as an example. And I think a lot of the perception is like, well, why would Elvis want to connect with you or what makes you so special? And I think that just as like a collective kind of situation or thinking about it from more of an expanded viewpoint, it's like we're all here to connect with each other and intertwine with each other's stories. And I think there are certain people that come into this world with that knowledge that they are going to be a public figure and they're going to be more seen and that's part of their story. And a lot of them end up, you know, we see a lot of them dying young right like i think it's like what is it the 27 club mm-hmm. or whatever right where we see these artists and actors and all you know like all these different people who end up dying at this time they've all have lived really intense life stories mm-hmm. so i think a lot of people really connect to their stories and the things that they've went through and so i think these public figure celebrities come into the world kind of knowing that that's going to be a part of their role too is connecting spiritually mm-hmm to multiple people when they're alive and also and maybe they weren't prepared for it either right like during their living time because that's a lot but even just spiritually i feel like that's part of their job is to be somewhat of a spiritual support to people in that way and help inspire them too so yeah that's a little Mm -hmm. bit of my take on it but you're gonna say elvis that's interesting (laughs) well no that's I like that because you kept saying that they were, they came here to assist people in a spiritual way. You know, what we were just talking about with the blue zones and you and I have had conversations about this also before outside of the podcast about, you know, spirituality isn't just talking to angels and (laughs) reading cards or, you know, bringing through messages of the loved ones or having Reiki done or yoga. It's not just those things. It's everything. It's, it's listening to music and healing through whatever that is. That's spiritual. It's spirituality is about taking care of yourself, like your inner you, you know? So because that inner you that lives forever, like that's part of the bigger picture. And like, that is, I mean, you are a spiritual thing. We we all are. And that's kind of how I see, you know, because you made it, you brought it up another interesting point about feeling not worthy of connecting or whatever to, because I've had this, if you do connect to someone that would have been famous or whatever, I think it's good to remember that, like, I think, like you were saying, we all come in here to have an experience, but when we all go back, we're all the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like there is no, it's an no even playing field. Thing. Yeah. No, you're, we are all the same thing. We are all the same thing. So, so I think that's a good thing just to remember. If you do have an experience where you're like, I'm feeling really connected and inspired and whatever from whoever Elvis or whoever it is, go with it. Because why not? Why are you not good enough to be inspired for something or healing from Elvis Presley? <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, they also, a lot of these public figure celebrities, they kind of also represent like an archetype. And I think as humans, we're just naturally drawn mm-hmm. to archetypes and relating to right these kind of stories too. So, yeah. Right. Do you have a celebrity that you feel like drawn or connected to? Like, do you have a connection with that? I do. And I've had it for like a weirdly long time, which is also kind of why it connects in an interesting way. I've always been really connected to Kurt Cobain. And I remember being like five or six and seeing like, I've never like, there's some aspects of the music I'm not like a huge fan of. I don't, it's funny, actually. I'm not like, (laughs) I'm more of a soft person. So a lot of that music's a little bit more like, Mm. 
loud and harsh and stuff. I actually really like yeah. the which one is like the MTV. I'm so like brain fogged right now because of my pizza brain. But the unplugged, <laughs> she's <laughs> pizza brain unplugged. Yes. Yeah, I <laughs> just brain. I really love that one. So when I was younger, I remember just looking at. I was at a Boston pizza. I don't know if you guys have that in the U.S. It's a pizza place here, and they had a jukebox that would flip and stuff like that. And I remember seeing this album cover and it had like a baby floating in water and just being really attracted to that and wanting to hear that song and then being like wow that's a really loud song once it was turned on and then there was another we've talked about this where like there's this image I have in my head and apparently other people do too of Kurt Cobain wearing this like fuzzy pink sweater and that was one of my first encounters with his image in my life so okay. that's why when I found out that was a Mandela effect I was like that's creepy and weird <laughs> that's, that kind of made me feel a bit weird but yeah, I right. just resonate with which could also that those. could also have been a validation for you that right. like and I kind of feel like this it image was. in your brain and then yeah. yeah exactly because like that's literally the first time I remember seeing him be like oh who's that oh that's Kurt Cobain and it was very much so that picture of him with this you know fuzzy pink sweater situation so yeah Kurt Cobain I just I think I started getting a little bit more into his story and things and actually I feel like he has helped me to develop intuitively because obviously he had a very high profile and I think when I was about 13 or 14 I started to kind of feel into different things and I was getting certain kind of like thoughts in my head now that I understand it more I'm like okay that's like clairvoyance clairaudience and stuff and then I would research it mm. and find a lot of people were feeling the same way or things right like different little things so I feel like he's helped me in that way interestingly enough in yeah. terms of development and then I just always have all these like random little signs and things that happen and they'll always happen at least three times in order. And I'm like, okay, that's not like a coincidence. And then I had a spirit visitation dream. I swear to you guys, <laughs> I had a Kurt Cobain spirit visitation dream. It was did you really? years ago. I did. It was so cool. So I had this dream that I was, it felt like a DMV, like I was registering my vehicle or something. And then someone came up to me and said, oh, he's here. And I was like, who's here? And they're like, Kurt's here and he wants to talk to you. And I was like, okay, this is what? This is weird. And then, and then suddenly I'm in this like old school McDonald's, like I think like 1995 type situation, like what a McDonald's would look like at that point. And so I'm sitting at this like cafeteria kind of style McDonald's on these hard chairs. And then he comes and he sits with me and he looks what he would look like now, like his age of now, which is interesting. So he's older, his hair is a little bit different, it's a little darker. He's like more aged to his face. And then he started talking to me and I don't remember what we talked about. <laughs> I just remember oh my God. the feeling and just being like knowing that yeah. it was him. And then when I woke up, I was like, oh my God, that's so weird. And I remember looking at the date and being like, this date feels familiar. And then I looked it up and that's the day that he would have technically died on. And so I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, it was just this weird. Whoa. Yeah, it was just the like, I know the difference too now between like a dream and yeah. then like a spirit visitation dream. And that was definitely one of them. And so that was really interesting. And and again, wow. I think this is something where people go, well, why would he want to like connect with you? And that's where I kind of say back again to like, we're all of the same. He came here to inspire people in different ways. Same with anybody yeah. right, in this life. And so why not? Right. But yeah, that was why not very fascinating to me. So. Oh, yeah. that is cool. I did not know that about you. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> Do you have anybody? So like when you brought up Elvis, I had just watched the movie about Elvis and there was something very inspiring about learning about him. 
And just thinking of what a moment of time that was like when in, you know, the movie portrays he's on stage for like one of the first times and like the women in the audience are going crazy. Like they can't even contain themselves. They start screaming because it gives this impression that like, well, I mean, it was at that time, like that him gyrating his hips was never done by men on stage, you know, like no one had Mm -hmm. seen anything like that before. Yeah. And it was like this really freeing moment for women to be able to express themselves sexually and like be able to just like be like, yes, that's what we want to see. You know, (laughs) like that felt very powerful and like such a powerful moment and like really, you know, and I don't know, I don't know the truth about the truth of the truth of his story because I guess there's a Priscilla movie that's out also. I've not seen it and it portrays him a little differently. I don't know what happened or what bad choices he made as a man when he was here but it is that kind of thing like he came in and shifted something like that shifted the mindset towards a more you know a bigger better direction you know a more evolved state of mind i mean we're constantly evolving and trying to peel back some of these archaic ways of thinking that don't really you know they don't work for us anymore so he was one of those people that came in and did that So I just, that to me, I was very connected to. I just thought that was really cool. However, the one that I would probably really say is, and I was pretty young when she died. Actually, I was in high school because she died like two weeks before 9-11 happened. But it was Aaliyah. She was a singer in the, uh, everybody, if you don't know who she is, then change the channel. (laughs) Go away. Um, (laughs) Okay. Or Google her. Um, I, yeah, I Google her, please. She, um, I loved her. Like when growing up, that was, she was my favorite singer. I was so emotionally distraught when she passed. Like, ah, oh, it was horrible. And then I remember like, then all of, cause she was a part, she was kind of a part of this group of other R&B singers of the time. There was like these different, yeah. you know, I didn't totally understand it as a kid, but um, so I know it was like Missy Elliott and Genuine. And there was like all this, this yeah. one group. And so it was the MTV movie uh, music awards, I think was a week. I mean, it was shortly after. And I remember they all got up there and they did this tribute to her. And I was just, Oh, I was a mess. It was so bad. I loved her anyway. So when I started developing mediumship, I I was having a conversation with someone that topic came up of like, you know, could you talk to a celebrity? And I was like, I don't know. And I was like, that is crazy. I am like, I am communicating with the other side. I fully believe that now. And I realize what it is. And why not? Could I connect with Aaliyah? (laughs) Could I? (laughs) Two days later, a woman that works for me was like, I was at the store and I brought you this. I just bought it out of nowhere. It was a sweatshirt of Aaliyah with oh angel God. wings on it. That's awesome. I love that. That's where that came from. Hey. <laughs> I've seen pictures of you. I've seen it. It's on my Instagram. Yeah. Like it's, I posted it like, and you can see in my face, the pure like joy and shock that only do I now own an Aaliyah sweatshirt, which how did she find an Aaliyah sweatshirt? like today you know like oh my god it's my favorite thing so to me that was you know what it was a wink it was a wink from spirit like 
you can do this. You can, you know, you can connect with us. We're all here. So that was cool. That, um, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's my, that's my story with that. But I think it's interesting. I also know someone though, like, I think it can go, how do I want to navigate this? (laughs) I think some people, (laughs) yes, I thank you. I, I think there's a healthy way to navigate that when looking up to someone that is popular. I think there's certain people here that do, I think their mission, like you said, is to come and create change. I think sometimes the energy of that individual is different than someone coming here to learn maybe just as important, but different type of lesson that maybe doesn't need to be in such a higher vibration. Right. Right. So I think you can sense that in people. I think that is why people tend to become famous or tend to be followed or whatever, because people can sense in them this like little bit of something that's that's a little bit different. But I think it can get also, I think in many moments throughout history, we've seen that not go so well because, um, you know, just because someone comes here and they're here to create change doesn't mean that, you know, them as a human is always the best representation of that. So yeah, I think that's important. I've, I've known some people who have, you know, that that's a big like world kind of (laughs) big picture comment that I just made, but to kind of bring it back, like I do know someone that very much adores a celebrity to the point that in my opinion, it is, it is unhealthy. And I'm not a, um, I'm not a doctor. I am not a, I'm none of that. This is just my personal opinion because I've just seen it negatively in ways negatively in such ways, beautifully inspire, but in other ways, kind of negatively affect. And that's, again, yeah. my opinion. So what do you feel on that? So I'm just curious, is this person that they are really into, are they past or are they living? They are still alive. Everyone is still alive. So this is okay. a, I, yeah. It, yeah. I was going to say like Taylor Swift. I don't know if this is the same thing, but like Taylor Swift is kind of becoming... <laughs> A cult. <laughs> it's all right. And I know a lot oh, of people. Careful. We don't want to lose people, <laughs> Shayla. Me. We don't want to lose people. You tread lightly. <laughs> I know. Hey, you guys, you can go, like, there's podcasts on it. There's, like, <laughs> people have done yeah. deep dives on this. And, like, that's not to say there's anything wrong with, you know, like, resonating with anybody or liking somebody. But I think, in general, we're all susceptible to that type of energy. And it's really important yeah. to have an awareness of it. And, it, you know, I think a lot of us are trying to escape certain aspects of our lives. And then we can even get, you know, thrown deeper into those types of scenarios. But not saying that her music is bad. Like, I enjoy Taylor Swift, too, to be honest. I love dancing to her and all that and singing along with her songs. But I just noticed that is something that it's becoming so big that it's almost, like, it's true. too big. Like, I don't know. And that's the crazy thing, too. It's is true. Like, and... I mean, good for her for being able to handle that too, because I don't even know. Like, I think that's what really gets people a lot who become famous, right? It, the fame kills them. <laughs> it's too much. It's like a lot of energy to have on you. Like, that's the whole world kind of projecting onto you, which is really, I, I can't imagine. That would be like my, my nightmare. So, <laughs> especially but, yeah. when, especially with her, with having to carry this weight of being America's sweetheart and so many people thinking she's America's sweetheart and having to keep up with that 
image when she is just an adult. She's not perfect. She's human. She's, you know, just like we all are. And that's a lot to carry. And that's a lot of pressure. That's what happens with all of these, like, and I'm not going to blame his celebrity on the choices he made or was accused of or whatever, but like Michael Jackson, like mm-hmm. you've, you have to, you have to believe that somehow when you become so big and it's like, you can't even be a man or a woman anymore or a person, you're this, you're this idol now that like, yeah. that doesn't have like a massive effect on your human brain. Cause that just, yeah. that is so much Thank to carry. You. So Because I even, there was someone that brought up something about Taylor Swift the other day that she might be hanging out with someone that doesn't have the best light shown upon them, like a, like a girlfriend, another friend, and that they were shocked that she would like be like hanging with her. And I'm like, well, I mean, I get it because she has, they have this image of her, but like, she's also just a person like, and so is that other person. Maybe, maybe they get along. I don't know. Like, It's, it's, I don't know. I, I have no desire for that lifestyle. Like that would just be torture. I mean, the money would be great. That would, I would make me think twice with the money, but. The money would uh, almost be too much too. Like, I think there's a certain money can have energy to it. Right. So yeah, exactly. What do you do with all that? And yeah, that can get really confusing for people too, especially when you really come from nothing. Like you don't have that type of lifestyle you're, you know lower income and then you just shoot up to this enormous amount especially the music industry it's a machine it's a system like you don't really own yourself anymore like you are a product of someone else and i think that can be really dehumanizing too so there's a lot to that it's a lot right you can't imagine and i think it's that i mean it's only worse now but i think that was i mean more or less kind of what happened to elvis to bring it back to him like you know just the pressure and the the stress and the weight that that all carries. So that is an interesting topic. Why do some spirits come in and that's the road they choose is fame. And like, that's a, that's kind of an interesting topic to think of as well. But I don't know if we did have that one, uh, we did the one reading, the mediumship reading where it was Kimberly and her great aunt or whatever came Mm -hmm. through and she was in Hollywood. So we've connected with a celebrity there also. (laughs) I don't know if I get that drawn to people. If I mean, there's certain people, if I saw them, I would probably start crying. So I'm not saying I'm like (laughs) numb to it all, but I don't know if there's anyone like that, like I would have to like intentionally try to call upon for guidance or help. But, but yeah, I like the mindset of why not? Why not bring them in? Yeah, no, I'm kind of like that too. I'm not, I've never really been into celebrities to be honest or anything like that. Yeah. So I feel like it was interesting that I felt gravitated towards Kurt Cobain. It was, I think, course, too, yes. for him, like fame was something that really weighed heavy on him as well. And it was something that he wanted to get away from. And I was just thinking, too, like, I think a lot of these, especially with these high profile deaths and things with public figures and celebrities, it's oftentimes for a lot of people the first time that they're experiencing grief as well, which I think is mm. really interesting. Like that can be and then you're you have your friends and other people who are also feeling the same thing too, right? So it is, it kind of becomes, you know, more like of a collective experience in a way too. So it's kind of something to think about too, I guess. <laughs> Not that I'm kind of. No, that, that, is, that is very true. Just like, I mean, like Whitney Houston, like, mm-hmm. you know, sadly it was a, a long journey that we all watched leading up to what happened, but you know, it's, it's just so sad. It's just like, it just feels like such a, like a little bit of an extra glimpse of heaven 
you know, like when they have just like, I mean, like her, she just had this voice that was like, you you know, it was just so powerful and it was so beautiful. And, you know, she was, you know, a good person. Obviously her road was very hard for a lot of different reasons, but um, it's just, and that's how I felt with Aaliyah. It was just like, you could just see what a beautiful soul they were. You know, we all are beautiful souls, but I don't know. It was just something sparkled different. And it's just so, it's just so disappointing because, you know, we don't like to see when we see enough negativity and all that stuff in the world. So it just is hard to see when you see these little magical pieces that make the dark stuff tolerable when you see those go away. So sure. Well, we have talked about something on the show for many episodes, and it's a topic that we've been wanting to cover. And if I'm not mistaken, we have a scheduled interview with said person we wanted to have this conversation with. So we have a episode coming up about the Akashic Records. You have heard us talk about that time and time again. And we have a really amazing soul coming on to explain this to us. And I cannot wait to introduce her to all of you. And then we also have someone coming on to talk to us about human design, which if you have not heard of that, it's kind of this blend of all these different forms of like it's astrology and it's like a few other things all blended into one to give you this really deep reading about yourself and your journey. And that's kind of how you approach your world. It's really awesome. So I can't wait to share that one either because I've had recently I had a reading with this and it just opened up my eyes so much about how I work day to day and like what drives me and where that energy comes from. So it was really cool. So we have an episode about that coming up as well. So stay tuned. And like always, if you haven't, please follow us on Instagram at Soli Podcast and please reach out to us if you ever would like to share any experiences that you've been having at home. Yes. Tell us what kind of celebrities you have been attracted to in your life. <laughs> Do you have any yes, that we would guide love. you through your life? We'd love to hear the stories. Yes. Please share. Please share. All right. We will see you next time. Bye, everyone. Hey, Soli listeners, thank you so much for being here with us today. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to help support us, there are a few ways that you can do that. The first way is to give us a positive review on Apple or Spotify, and this helps us to be pushed up the algorithm, which allows more people to find our podcast. The second thing you can do is word of mouth. Send it to a friend or a family member who you feel would really enjoy this kind of conversation. We also have all of our social media linked below as well as our solely email. So if you have something to say, you have a question, you have an episode suggestion, or just want to share your story, you can do that below. 